0: You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 343 for the week of Wednesday, the 30th of January, 2019. This episode is brought to you by Apple Music, Audible, and ActionFigureBlues.com. I'm Scotty. And
1: I'm Eddie. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the Boss Fight Studios Bucky O'Hare figure, The Diamond DC Gallery Aquaman statue, and our discussion topic is a toy breakdown of the DC Collectibles, DC Essentials, Doomsday Clock 2 packs.
0: Eddie! How are you, man?
1: I'm good, surviving the hate here while Woo. the other half of the world is freezing.
0: It's, yeah, it's the um, planet of extremes, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's kind of like that planet from Chronicles of Riddick that had like the sun on one side and then you'd freeze on the other. I think that's how uh, I've, I've – it's been a while since I watched that movie. Yeah,
0: it's been a while. Yeah. We – um, d- down south of Melbourne town where I live, I was working from home – Uh, yesterday afternoon and I hadn't really been paying attention to the fact that the weather was getting a bit inclement. I had just put a um, salt-crusted pork belly in the oven to start its slow journey to perfection and then suddenly bash, bang thunder, lightning torrential rain, frightened dogs no power (laughs) It
1: was a bit like that, yes. I did see a meme someone had up that was like, oh, are you melting on the way to work? Oh, just kidding. Swim home now. Yeah, was get- <laughs> that, that was Melbourne.
0: Yeah, it was uh, – but our our various – we didn't get power back until this morning. So our various family reactions to not having power and the breaking point for each person was really interesting. Um, the, the 18-year-old escaped it by – saying i'm staying at a friend's house and the my, my we were out for dinner but my sadness was my salt crusted poor our belly because <laughs> it's kind of died mm-hmm. my wife's breaking point was but how will i get a cup of tea because she's you know, addicted uh so we had to go to kmart and get a ten dollar uh stove top because we have a gas stove so Mm -hmm. to get a a stove top we could boil water for a cup of tea and my 15 year old's distress which certainly outshone anyone else's was not being able to use snapchat (laughs) because if do do you know snapchat very well
1: it's one of the few social medias that i have not really gotten onto. One of the girls at work signed me up for it, so I do. Although I think I've deleted it now. So, But yeah, no, really, long story. So they have a
0: really clever way of keeping you on the platform, which is that every day that you message a friend back and forth is called a streak. And so you can see the length of your streak, etc. And The this has now become the ultimate friendship-breaking act. You you might stop talking to someone and uh, say you're never going to be friends again, etc., but the ultimate act of betraying it is breaking the streak. So you don't break the streak. (laughs) So the, the stress of... And because we don't have amazing mobile phone reception where we live, so even though there was data available to do it, it couldn't be done from within the house, and no one was prepared to take her on a drive so that she could get reception to uh, not break her streak, and basically we were all horrible people. Uh, yeah. yeah. So we man- we managed to work a way to not break streaks and – not compromise our parenting too much, I think.
1: <laughs> so you're not worried about like in 30 years time where the world has just grown up with apps and someone writes an Angela's ashes style book where they're like, <laughs> my parents wouldn't drive me to continue this streak. And people like, Oh, that's so horrible. People were yeah. so barbaric back then. Yeah.
0: No, no streaks were broken in the making of this power outage. Um, the, but yeah, I was like, okay, so, I have to go to the shops to get this kettle so you can come with me and whatever you get done in that time, fine. Otherwise too bad. So sad. And no, you can't stand out in the street and finish them. You must come inside. It's it's just like, wow, this is so different, but it, it's a big deal. My, my eldest a couple of years ago had the, maintaining the streak with the bestie was a very, very important thing. And then they, there was this serious falling out and, you know, never friends again, blah, blah, blah. And I made a comment one day saying, well, I suppose the streak is finally broken. To which she replied, God, damn, no, I don't want to be a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now they're friends again, right? So that's...
1: <laughs> Times have changed.
0: Well, you don't get the same... I mean, you know, I, I think there's a there's a really insidious pressure in it because when I was a kid... At least when the school day was over, it was over, and you could go home and retreat into your own little world. And you know, you might call a friend or whatever, but the political landscape wasn't majorly shifting overnight. But there is that sense of pressure to have to be kind of up and on top of what's going on all the time. You know, we we when our kids were younger, we had a device basket that we have stuff went in and after a certain time and etc. and to try and kind of circuit break that as much as we could, but it's really, it's really tricky.
1: Mm. Yeah. It's like my time in high school was just when some of these type of things were coming in. So Like we had, you know, certain people would have email or Messenger or MSN. MSN, yeah. Yeah, that that was just starting. So it wasn't really everyone. There wasn't a large amount of pressure because some people didn't even have the internet or a computer in their home in like the beginning of high school. And it wasn't till the end of year 10 that people even started getting mobile phones, which – I got to say, I was very grateful. I was one of the first in my school to get a mobile phone because uh, my dad used to be a real estate agent, so he used to go through them a ton. So my parents uh. just had an old like Nokia that was still fairly brand new, but just because he would replace his every year, um, I got that. And when you're like one of the first five kids in the school to get a mobile phone, yeah, it is great. Not because people are like, well, he's got a mobile phone. He must be good. But if there's only five people with a mobile phone, all five of us had each other's numbers. Uh, and then uh, as others started to get mobile phones, you'd get your mobile phone and someone would be like, oh, send me everyone's one or whatever. So I very early on got like a whole bunch of girls' numbers just because uh, I had a mobile phone and I was someone that they could send a text message to. Wow which got me through some parts of high school that I probably wouldn't have been able to get those numbers in any other era of the world. So, yeah.
0: There you go, people. So that's my dating
1: advice is to be in year 10 in 2002 right at the dawn of the Nokia mobile phone. And that's that's going to be the bestseller.
0: Uh, MSN was a bit of a bane of my existence as a head of middle school (laughs) <laughs> parents, I'd have parents bring in you know forty pages of printed out chat tra- tra- chat transcripts, going, "Look what this child said to my child when they were talking to each other in their own homes at three in the morning." <laughs> you like, but what did? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the world has changed a lot. Hey, um, speaking of what's changed, has anything changed in your toy collection? Anything acquired in the last? Uh, break since you were last on the show?
1: Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned it when I was last on the show, but I might be developing a bit of an addiction to Amazon. Uh, So they're only just starting to get good here in Australia. So I know this might sound weird to people listening in spots like the US, but where Amazon Australia is just starting to get some good things like transformers and a couple of other bits and bob plus we now um are able to use amazon prime which does mean if we spend more than 49 dollars, we get free shipping from mm. uh the us store which then uh is often really cheap and then because we're buying it through the australian store we don't have to pay the gst tax well we're paying the gst tax but it's not you know an extra 10 percent put on Top like it is when you're buying other items. So I even forget what I've purchased. I'm just getting packages at the door now. So, <laughs> like, I came home the Savo and I had uh, the last of my Dino Bots, uh, Snarl and uh, Sludge waiting for me. Uh, I've got uh, Dragon Ball figure arts. I picked up uh, Trunks and uh, Krillin. Uh, I got Megatron from the new Siege uh, setup and I'm sure some other things, but, yeah, I've just been completely forgetting what I've actually purchased because I just well, see it it's like, it, oh, well, that's good and that's cheap, so I'll just get yeah. it and I'll be at my door tomorrow.
0: It's interesting, too, because I – like you said, it's taken a while for it to be uh, worthwhile here in Australia, but now it definitely is really improving. And the it's interesting, too, that there are certain things that – like the item that I'm reviewing tonight that we I can get much cheaper on Amazon than what I could in, anywhere else um and the other thing I think is really interesting with the $49 you know, Amazon Prime free shipping is that you you get that but then the items don't necessarily all even ship together um so it's they must have it worked out well and yeah. you know but yeah no it is it's it's a good thing it is a um, way of I think accessing some things that you know you couldn't get uh, elsewhere or get for reasonable prices it does of course put a lot uh, more pressure on local retailers because mm-hmm. some of that stuff is just impossible to compete with so yeah there, and I, you
1: know. I think for me and I'm sure this is like oh well oh, he's, he's making excuses to run through but I'm don't know. There's nothing that I'm really getting that I wouldn't, that I like would be able to get at an Australian retailer. Um, I don't, oh, except for the Siege Megatron. I could have probably found him at a Toy World, but I kind of got him just to put me over the 49 for free shipping. Yep. Otherwise I would have been paying the same amount anyway, so it would be stupid not to have picked him up. Um, but pretty much everything I've been getting is because I can't, get it at a retail here. I can't just yeah. walk in and pick it off the shelf and run through, or it's such a drastic difference that it would kind of be like with some of the figure arts uh, stuff, you know, it goes for $160 here. And if I was to pick it off, um, a retail site here, whereas off them it's, you know, 60 to 40 type thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, I could be getting two for the price of one. I'm kind of silly to be paying, that twice as much hit through if I can get it, which I know isn't great for local retail, but uh, I just literally came from my local comic book store where I spent $70 on paper. So I'm supporting the (laughs) economy there.
0: (laughs) That's right. Yeah. I, you know, I think there are, there are pros and cons and there are certain things that I know I habitually get from my um, local comic store because I know that they will get them in. The one thing, and I've spoken about this before, but one thing that is still kind of a a bit of a luxury for me here in Australia is being able to wait to see some things in person before you order, mm-hmm. uh, which was not the case n- not that long ago. And so, and, and then also work out you know how to play the long game as well which I'm getting better at less fomo ordering and more you know working out what I what I need to um and yeah my acquisitions since last we spoke are aqu- amazon acquisitions um I actually got some the the figures that I wanted out of the Captain Marvel wave which are just the comic characters of Marvel Legends from Amazon for about 10 bucks cheaper than what I could get them here. And those arrived. That's very nice. And then also my item that I am reviewing tonight the Diamond DC Gallery Aquaman PVC statue. And I have then a number of other things on the way. And also for the first time in a long time, I actually have a pile of loot sitting in Big Bed Toy Store. Because mm. I know. Well, they, this is—it's Ben's fault completely and totally because he happened to mention to me that uh, you were—they were—they um, had a big sale on, right? And over Christmas, and so I managed to jump in and grab a few things that, even with exchange rate, etc., were good uh, steals. And then now that I've got the pile of loot sitting there. It's a bit like, oh, I could get that there, and I'm not going to have to pay just shipping on that because it's going to ship with this thing, etc. So now it's like a, a a game of nerves, you know, like that. You, um, th- how long can I wait for the stuff in my pile of loot to come? <laughs> <laughs> it's called doing an atom. It is. It totally is. It's like, hmm, how long can I wait? How long can I wait? Uh, it is.
1: It is a weird balance too. I've had. I, I have this particularly with the DC Multiverse figures, where for some reason you would have a wave come out, and then there's a wave in like fairly quick succession. And I'm I'm pretty bad at pre-ordering these, so I have like what find it that one wave's out, and then there's reports of the following wave hitting. Uh, so this has just recently happened with Alex Luther and the Lobo Wave. So I'm like, oh, I want to try and find a spot that has both in stock at the same time but also a yeah. reasonable rate. And so I'll watch on ones like Big Bad. And Big Bad, it always just – sell. one of them will sell out at the last minute before they both drop in or whatever, and it always gets me. I was like, ah, oh, I wanted it to – yeah. through or yeah it's 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 a weird weird thing and I, I could do things i don't even think about it's like well i should just buy both and put the first one in pile of loot until the second one comes in <laughs> and i never sort of think about it till after and no it's through but luckily yeah. they've i don't know what's going on but for some reason the dc multiverse just crashed on ebay this week if they were a stock market their prices just plummeted. So it had... uh, Maybe it's
0: because people know that Mattel's lost the license and that's the end of the line.
1: Yeah, could be. People are start and be like, that's it. Oh,
0: one other thing I've got to mention is that for some reason I've suddenly got back into the Marvel uh, Revoltech Yamaguchi figures. You know, we reviewed the Deadpool together and I didn't love it. And... The, but I, I've got the, the Psylocke is sitting in my pile of loot and cause that just looks so cool. And then I, there's a, there was a Venom sitting in a shop that I go past every once in a while, which I like, I don't know how to tell whether it's a knockoff or not. I hope it isn't cause I don't like buying that stuff, but it was a you know, a, a not terrible price, and I was like, oh, I'll get that. And then suddenly I've got Spider-Man as well, and <laughs> uh, and, and the Magneto. Do you have Magneto? Yeah, I got Magneto. It looks amazing. Um, so, But I know I'm going to get it and then be like, ooh, I just hate these arms. So, <laughs> <laughs> It's what you get. I don't know how long they'll last, but there you
1: go. I, um, I actually still need to pick up Psylocke, and I got devastated because I noticed – uh, people are starting to get Deathstroke in hands now too. So it's like, oh, oh Fallen 2 behind. Oh, there's just so much hitting. I don't know what it is. January, everyone's shipped everything.
0: Yeah. Well, I thought, well, I'm only doing the DC characters in the uh, 112 Collective, and I'm not going to start doing those in, the, you know, another line as well, but maybe I can do Marvel Yamaguchi's um, and if I love Psylocke, then I'll keep going. I'll get can We'll see so how we go. Iron Man now. Oh, is he outro coming?
1: He just got uh, announced and mm-hmm. he looks fantastic with all the little bits and bobs that he's got all those little, you know, early Iron Man movies, how he had sort of the fan wings and things that would open up off him for his jets. And
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, he's yeah. just covered. You can cover him in those and it just looks cool.
0: Mm-hmm okay well uh, watch this space we'll see how we go in the meantime we have a couple of reviews to do and then choice to break down no really don't freak out and i think we should go away and come back and begin the process yeah if you like listening to podcasts there's a good chance that you'd enjoy audiobooks as well To make it easy for you, our sponsor Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is Wool by author Hugh Howey. It's the first book in a trilogy which unfolds the mysterious story of the Silo, a subterranean city extending 144 stories beneath the surface. It's a captivating book that I had to listen to almost in one sitting because I couldn't turn it off. To get your copy of Wool for free and start your 30-day free trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, just go to audibletrial.com forward slash AFBlues. Well, I am really looking forward to hearing Eddie's review tonight because he has been very excited about this acquisition, and I am sure that we're all going to catch the bug. Over to you, Eddie.
1: Uh, yes. So the figure that I am going to be talking about is also an acquisition I made this week and it is the Boss Fight Studios Bucky O'Hare, Bucky O'Hare figure. Uh, now I'm assuming. Sorry, you're,
0: you're not stuttering there. You're actually saying the correct name of the item. Is that right?
1: Yeah. It's always a bit weird when the uh, toy the line O'Hare. is named after uh, the character that you're talking about. But uh Uh, I assume a lot of people know Bucky O'Hare, but for those who don't, and even those that do might not know the history of him, he is, despite popular belief, uh, not uh, something that started as an action figure line, uh, but was actually a comic book book. Published by Neil Adams Continuity Comics. But what makes him unique in the world of action figures is, as far as I can sort of tell, just going off my memory, he's the only comic that was basically purposely made with action figures in line uh, that didn't come from a toy company. It wasn't like Hasbro going to Marvel and saying, Make us G.I. Joe and Transformer comics. This was a comic book company making a book with the hopes of having it turned into an action figure line. Uh, So much Mm -hmm. so, that if you actually go and look at the original Bucky O'Hare comics from the 80s, the character designs actually had peg holes in their feet and Mm -hmm. all the vehicles that they used in the comic were actually fairly small and in scale with the characters so that if the vehicles were to be made for the action figures – They could actually be made easily and you weren't going to have these big ginormous vehicles that could never actually be made in scale uh, with the action figures. So everything was actually being thought about while they were designing the comic for an action figure line. And that's because the author uh, of the comic is a man called Larry Hummer who uh, most people would probably know for being the guy who wrote G.I. Joe comics as well as the G.I. Joe bios uh, on the back of the action figures. So he was quite well versed in both the action figure world and the comic book world. Uh, So this was sort of his pet project. Uh, it eventually did get a bit of multimedia coming out of it. Uh, they did launch a action figure line that, despite popular belief, didn't come from Playmates. Uh, it was actually made by Hasbro, uh, which was Larry Harmer's sort of uh, side home uh,
0: at the time. Is this stuff actually popular belief?
1: Yeah, th- this is one of those things um, just recently over... I think it was just before Christmas, there was a whole thread going on Twitter of people talking about their shock that they've only just discovered that Bucky O'Hare was made by Hasbro and not Playmates because huh. I think they just sort of put it in with the Ninja Turtle uh, line. And constantly, if you actually look up Bucky O'Hare figures on eBay, people will list them as being Playmates toys uh, through when they're describing. Really? it's interesting. It is a big uh, cross. I can sort of see where people get that idea from. But, um, yeah, it's just because it's nothing really like anything that Hasbro uh, did. But what was really great is uh, if you actually go back and look at the original figures from the 90s, they do actually have some really wonderful sculpt work and even paint work going on uh, at the time, particularly for the eyes. They had these really... Uh, expressive eyes going on. And Mm -hmm. they were a great, great line. Here in Australia, we sort of got them a year or two later once they'd already sort of fizzled at the US market. Uh, So they were actually turning up in toy worlds here quite cheap. I remember, I think it was my seventh birthday. I just got buckets of them because you could get them from $2 at the toy world out of a basket. So I'm (laughs) sure... Every parent of the kid who was coming it. to my here birthday you go. party that's a green so like, sure <laughs> There we that's an action figure, two uh, dollars, <laughs> there we So I had a, uh, quite, quite an army of uh, these different characters, which unfortunately a lot have been lost over time. I do still have some of them here uh, somewhere, but I did quite like this line uh, as a kid. So to jump forward to recent history... Boss Fight Studios have acquired the license to Bucky O'Hare to start doing uh, new figures based on that original run and the original comics. Uh, They started this in 2017, so I'm a little bit late to the game, but because it isn't a Hasbro line, it is one of their kind of close to indie movies uh, for action figures as they come. Uh, Boss Fight Studio line, they are a bit harder to pick up here in Australia, and even if you can get them, uh, it's not exactly the cheapest, particularly for what is basically a three-and-three-quarter action figure, uh, I finally had a chance to pick one up for under $50 and I jumped on it to try it out and thinking I would be saving myself some money, uh, but to sort of spoil ahead for the dolly ratings, uh, it might not have actually saved me that much money because now I'm really in love with the figure <laughs> and I'm going to be looking at picking up more that I might not always be able to get so cheap and uh, spending a bit more money, but the figure that I did pick up is... The main man or hair, I should say, uh, Bucky himself, he's a green rabbit in a red suit. So if anyone's looking for a Jackson custom figure for their Star Wars collection, uh, this could be the way to go. He is uh, highly uh, articulated, as you would expect from Boss Fight Studios, the people who did uh, the more modern G.I. Joe line and he is absolutely fantastic. So the packaging that he comes in is very reminiscent to the 90s action figure. Uh, He does come on a blister card. Now, you might be shocked to hear that even though he technically comes on a blister card, at least it looks like a blister card, it is collector-friendly packaging because it's a cardboard backing that has what's really more of a clamshell wrapped around it. So what you can do is you can flick up two plastic tabs at the top, slide the cardboard out of the top, and then you've just got the front plastic shell uh, in which you can remove the figure. So you can take him out, pose him up, swap all the pieces around, put him back in uh, his little plastic shell, uh, put that in the front clamshell packet, and then slide the cardboard back, Back down, and he's back sealed up in his blister card again. So, some really nice design that you know isn't too expensive. It's just a plastic sheet on a piece of cardboard, he evokes that original blister card, but without actually damaging uh, the packaging to get him out. Uh, and he actually comes with two layers uh, the first layer is the figure, he has his pistol. Uh, Two hands and uh, two interchangeable faces uh, with the one he has. And then the back layer tray has his cape, an extra blaster, and uh, two more uh, swappable hands. He is, uh, as I was starting to mention before, very well articulated being from the people who made uh, GI Joe. So he has two ball joints uh, on his neck. Uh, allowing you to get a lot of movability out of his head. Uh, He has a sort of ball swivel joints in the shoulders, ball swivel joints in the elbows. He's got a wrist swivel as well. Uh, He's actually got a ball joint uh, in his uh, lower waist that's sort of hidden underneath his belt. Uh, He has ball joints At uh, the hips, uh, ball swivels at the knees, ball swivels at the ankles, and he does have toe articulation there as well. Oh, and I forgot to mention he's also got a tail swivel for his little green bushy tail. Ah, Uh, the good old (laughs) tail. Yeah. Tail swivel. So uh, he is very poseable for... Oh, no, you know, I forgot again to mention being an animal. uh, I always forget the uh, non-human part articulation, but he's also got two ball joints in his ears too. So uh, you can actually pose them around, swivel them around and get lots of different expression uh, out of him that way. Uh, But absolutely really like this guy in hand. Unfortunately, though... He is a collector figure. This isn't a figure you could really give to a kid to play with, and some things such as the ball joint in his waist uh, or even the ball swivel in his elbow, you can actually pull apart easily if you're being a bit too rough with him. Uh, It'll stay together. He'll stand on the shelf. If he gets knocked over, it'll stay together. But uh, I found particularly trying to push the cape into his hole in his back, um, I'd often end up uh, popping the top half of his waist uh off his body uh speaking of the cape that was the other little bit of issue i had i ended up needing to take an exacto knife because there was a little bit of dribble on the plastic on the end of the cape that was stopping it going into his back peg hole Uh, but once i sort of snipped that off it was able to go in fine and that's really helped me not sort of pop him off at the waist is uh having that there Uh, I do like the interchangeable faces that he comes with. It's a little bit hard to tell from images uh, what the different faces are, but uh, basically there's a fully opened mouth, there's a semi-open mouth, and there's a closed mouth. Uh, One of them sort of looks like he's more sort of smiling with the full open mouth, and then the uh, semi-open mouth gives him a little bit more of an angry stare. Uh, But what's hard to tell from front on is that his buck teeth are actually a completely separate piece. So uh, if you remove the face, you can actually see the white square where they're pushing in through the front, which is great. That adds some real depth uh, and nice sort of when you have him under light. It gives it that nice little bit of a shadow than if it had just been sculpted on uh, into the figure itself. It's really easy to swap the faces. It's just... Literally a peg jutting out from the middle, and you just push the new face in over the top of that. Uh, he does come with multiple hands, as I mentioned. He's got a hand for both left and right for holding the blaster, a left and right fisted hand, and he's got a left hand that's pointing, and then a right hand that's spread out in sort of an action flare. And I really love these two hands. Uh, the most because these allow you to sort of pose him up in different positions and get a bit of character and action going with him which is to me the most fun you sort of get out of having this little poseable uh, space rabbit Uh, and what really sold me on this figure was actually an instagrammer by the name of Misa Shake and he's been picking up all these figures as they come along and sort of doing little Fumanty comics on his Instagram page. So uh, I do recommend you check it out if you get a chance. But uh, what he's done is really like, where wow, he gets so much character out of this tiny little figure. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it really is impressive and just one of those toys that sparks the imagination Uh, For me, I sort of love sitting there and thinking about, oh, what can I pose him with? What can I set him up with that uh, makes it look like he's on a little bit of an adventure, which I did my uh, kind of poor attempt at. I put it up on the AFB uh, Facebook page and uh, in the uh, AFB community uh, Facebook page. Uh, Put some up there. So it's really, really a great fun toy it's probably the first toy in a long time other than a transformers toy that i've found myself uh not just picking up and kind of fiddling with but actually kind of playing with it's like i'm gonna get my he-man castle down and put him in here and take some photos or uh you know i'm gonna see if i get him in this position does it look like he's standing on a rock shooting at someone or Uh, Just because there's really, even though there was a cartoon series and uh, most people actually probably know Bucky O'Hare these days for uh, being what was considered one of the most underrated Nintendo games back in the day. Uh, But for me, it's such a blank slate. I sort of have a little bit of history. I I knew the figures uh, as a kid, but we never really got the cartoon here or anything like that. So it's this weird little blank slate character. Uh, that I can put things on. And I really did fall in love Uh, in terms of a dolly rating. I probably have to give him eight out of 10 just because of little issues uh, such as having the loose joints that do uh, come apart and the price point for being a smaller figure. Uh, But, once you actually have him in hand uh he's he is worth it and now i am going to have to go out and track down some of the other ones in the line but i'm actually loving this guy so much that one of the difficulties i'm having is it's like well i can get a new character like dead eye duck or jenny or the toad trooper but there's a stealth version of bucky that's him in sort of darker colors with war face paint on it's like oh that looks really cool and interesting and you know, is is a new take. And then they did a special holiday exclusive version of him. That's him just basically in brown plastic with pink eyes. And he looks like a chocolate bunny. Uh, And I've been very tempted to pick that one up as well, because I'm like, oh, well, Easter's coming. So, you know, I I could do a photo for Easter. And that's clearly justifying spending, you know, over $50 on a joke figure so i could stick something up on instagram or twitter or something like that so uh <laughs> that, that's the weird reasoning that's going on in my head at the moment but uh most people are probably aware if you're going to pick him up you probably did already since he came out in 2017 but uh if you have an if like me you've been sitting on the fence Don't sit too much longer. I don't know how many of these guys they are going to have around or have in stock. And uh, the line is growing. They just announced Bruiser, the ape, the toad trooper has just been hitting everywhere and being an army builder. People are going to be buying that up like crazy. So uh, I don't think there's a better time to start than
0: right now. That is awesome. So this wasn't a Kickstarter, was it? This is just a a boss fight? Yeah, I don't.
1: I'm pretty bad with Kickstarters. I, it's the same reason I struggle to gamble. I really have trouble giving money over and not getting anything back in return uh, immediately. <laughs> uh, it's taken me years to just get around to pre-ordering items. Um, but I don't believe so. I believe this was one they just acquired the license for, which does make sense when you think about they worked on G.I. Joe and Larry Harmer worked on G.I. Joe for – Uh, many years they probably were already connected and had um, good faith Uh, but i believe yeah they just picked up the license and they've sort of been doing uh one or two figures a year with it
0: Yeah, very good that is great very good well look thanks very much for that eddie i will be interested to see if you do end up picking up any more of these or not that a challenge that, a, that's that's the way result? I could justify it. In my I head. bet you could. Yeah. I bet you could. Well, you know, research—it's all part of the game, right? But in the meantime, we won't—we won't wait to find out. We'll talk about other toys in the meantime, and we'll just take a short break before we do. It's the Fimbot, new from Kenner. And Jamie Summers, the bionic woman, sold separately. I'm Jamie Summers. Oh, no, you're not. I am. You're a fembot. Your paralyzer gave you away. She's a mask me. Now I have to disguise myself as a mystery baby. No one will recognize me. Not even Jamie. Ha <laughs> ha! Fembot comes with everything seen here. Jamie Summers, the bionic woman, sold separately.
1: And now it's time for another one of our toys of the week. Uh, and this one belongs to, well, obviously, Scotty, because he's the only one other person uh, here with me tonight.
0: Uh, yeah, so over to you, Scotty. Yeah. yeah. Our surprise guest host, Mr. Beaker. Now, So I have really been enjoying the new lines of PVC statues from a couple of different companies that are giving us options for statue pieces that are really high quality, but not so high price. And I have reviewed items from the Diamond Gallery Marvel line last year including Jewel, you know, slash Jessica Jones, when she still had a costume. And I have the Captain Marvel from that line as well, and I can't remember if I reviewed her on the show or not. And then I've also reviewed a couple of items from the new DC Collectibles, DC Core, Terrible Name wise line, Joker, Wonder Woman, Batgirl. And I kind of thought in my mind, well, the DC Core figures are great. I'll do DC, PVC characters in that line. I'll do the Marvel DC Gallery. And then, of course, they did Aquaman. And so I had to have a go. I mentioned before that this was an Amazon.com.au purchase. And it's really interesting because the the Diamond Gallery pieces – Are really reasonably priced on Amazon. In a a shop in Australia, you'd be looking at kind of 80 to 100 depending on the item and where you are. But the diamond gallery pieces on Amazon can be around the $50 mark and that's shipped. So that is where I have been picking up uh, a few of those. This is a 2019. Release. This is the comic Aquaman, so the blonde hair, etc. And this is sculpted by friend of the show, Jean St. Jean, mm. who uh, is a traditional sculptor. So that's one of the things that I was really interested in when I discovered that Jean had done this. That thinking about the way that these are produced, I'd kind of had in my mind that they must be digital sculpts and it turns out that's not always the case. So more about that in a moment. The uh, packaging of these are pretty standard. They are window boxes with uh, the reverse clamshell that you pull out. One thing that the diamond ones have, which is kind of extraneous and annoying is that when you open the lid, Instead of just looking down on the top of the reverse clamshell, there is a little cardboard overlay that it's not like a a whole piece, it's just a frame. And I suppose it's there to kind of keep the color of the packaging, etc. in play, but it kind of really gets in the way when you're trying to get the reverse clamshell out or put it back in. Uh, but once you accomplish that, and you can see pictures of all of this on our Facebook page in the photo album of said Aquaman, you then have a one-piece statue – oh, sorry, a two-piece statue. The figure and the base is one piece, and the trident. This is – they call it a nine-inch scale line. No – it, so, But this is definitely way more than nine inches tall with the Trident. The figure itself is probably about nine inches tall, but this is Aquaman on the crest of a wave with Trident uh, held behind his back in ready-to-stab motion, super dynamic. And I I couldn't find a height online, but I am going to say this is probably around 14 to 15 inches high with the top of the trident in play the for the price point this is this is amazing like the 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 sculpt itself which i'll talk about in detail in a moment is brilliant but the combination of materials the wave which has been produced in a Translucent material, so it's got a kind of you know, see-through element to it, and then different colors in it as well for the different you know, parts of the wave. With the crest being more uh, lighter than the the rest of it. Um, the rock base, uh, it's it, it's pretty solid. when you When you turn it over, you can see the base itself is. Uh, hollow. You can see the insides of it. There's nothing fancy uh, about it, but it is very sturdy. It feels solid, not just like a, you know, a, a plastic toy. So really impressed. And I, I hadn't actually clicked that this was a Jean Saint Jean sculpt when I first took it out and started looking at it. Then, but knowing that Jean St. Jean is a traditional sculptor and that it does say hand sculpted by Jean St Jean, the fact that this is traditional sculpted is really I'm blown away the the scale on his uh top are the kind of level of detail that you would expect really um intricate and uh, something I love as well is that the angling of the scale on, scales on his arms outstretches all just you know just right just the way that it, that it should be. But uh, I could see where you could have easily kind of gone wrong with the angling of that um, in comparison to the chest. the uh, The figure is really dynamically posed. the The facial expression is determined. It's possibly a little bit not as strong an expression as what you might think for the pose. He does have kind of the furrowed, serious brow, and it just depends a little bit on the angle that you look at it as to whether you really get the the kind of the serious focused, um, or if you look at it straight on, he can look a little bit more blank, and I'm not sure if that is more the way that the eyes have per- perhaps been painted um, than the sculpt itself but the head sculpt is beautiful um really really nicely done the paint on this is great the uh, the I'm not 100% sure how much paint we get in these versus colors cast in plastic the but regardless it's beautiful there's a metallic edge to the scales which is awesome the trident is uh, really easy to slot through the hands of Aquaman. It's two pieces, so the staff is one piece, and then the trident is another. So you can slot the uh, the staff through, and then add the trident head on. Like I said, it's all one piece. Uh, I I think it's been. I don't think it's been cast all as one piece. I think that Aquaman's been either glued in or. Um, uh, somehow attached to the base because it just it, it, uh, impossible. Oh, actually, sorry. You can actually see, uh, uh, if you turn it over, you can see pegs in the back of his thighs and also in the back of his uh right boot. That have been used to slot it in, and then I assume glued because it feels super sturdy. So I think these are worth talking about because they are. You know, people have often have a rightfully so perception that statues are expensive. And these really are breaking that down for people that don't have the budget or don't want to spend the you know, sideshow prices. On a statue, but lack the characters to really have this, you know, budget option. But it really doesn't look budget. I showed this to my wife. Aquaman is like the one character that she can name, that, because she knows that he's <laughs> mine. Who
1: she learned that?
0: <laughs> mm, I know. But even even some of the oh, yeah, like everyone knows Superman. But even some of the others, after all this time, she's still like, oh, who's that again? Green bow person what is the but um you know but she tries she tries (laughs) uh but it but she when i said to her like this is this is not a you know cold cast um you know porcelain statue this is or, or resin this is plastic she was like wow that's amazing um really nicely done you wouldn't expect anything less from sculpt um And Diamond's got some great sculptors on this line. Joe Mena, I know, has done the Shazam that is coming out as well. So do have a look. If you're in the US, you're probably looking around 50 uh, or or even less for these. Uh, If you're in Australia, you're looking uh, possibly double that at retail, but you could have a look on places like Amazon for these as well um, the only other one I know that has come out in the DC line is Catwoman uh, that, I did see that in person that didn't kind of grab me in the same way and I'm going to try and stick to the DC core um, line basically for the DC characters if I can but obviously Aquaman is my guy and I took a chance on this and I'm really glad I did and I am going to well, did you give Bucky O'Hara a dolly rating? Uh, yeah I gave him the 8 Oh you gave him the eight. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um I'm gonna give Aquaman a nine. I think that uh there's uh, um not a lot to to fault with this. It's really fantastic and I'm glad to have it.
1: Very cool. Gene must be getting close to if not over twenty years with Diamond now. I feel like he's been working. working with them for so yeah. Yep. I mean, he's he's probably worked for nearly every major company at this point, but I I tend to associate him with his Diamond Select stuff because um, he, yep. he's been on it since those early days of Star Trek and Stargate and mm. um, even a bit before then.
0: So, yeah, it's got to be nearly 20 years of Diamond stuff now. And
1: it the really fact that his me... stuff still holds up is just – I know.
0: Cool. It's fantastic. It, it, this actually made me want to talk to him or someone about <laughs> – the, the process and whether or not the process is a sculpture is uh, depending on the medium that it's being produced in and then also like I said I really just kind of had in my mind that the that the PVC stuff would be digital and so that has I'm really now like that nice uh,
1: well if you don't have anything else to add how about we take a break and come back and break down some toys?
0: If your collecting addiction is a hard itch to scratch, then you might lack a bit of insurance that you always have some new goodies on the horizon. Loot Crate is the world's favorite subscription box service, and they're currently offering AFB listeners 10% off any of their flexible subscription plans. Every Loot Crate includes exclusive apparel and collectible items built around a theme, and there are so many theme crates to choose from whether you're into a more general pop culture or gaming theme, or you have a more specific interest. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues and enter the promo code Breach10. If you do sign up and you love your loot, be sure to go to the AFB Facebook page and post a pic of your new gear. That's trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues with the promo code Breach10. So I have two people to blame for... Owning the things that we're about to review, which are the DC Essentials Doomsday Clock two-packs. Uh, I have Eddie to blame, first yeah. of all, um, because he told me that one of the figures was good. And then, as I mentioned previously, I also have my friend Ethan at Secret Headquarters, my little comic shop, to blame with them as well. Uh, Eddie, for people that don't know Doomsday Clock, what is it? Who are these people?
1: Uh, so, Doomsday Clock is a sequel spin off uh, to Watchmen. It's a bit of a controversial one because it's basically Watchmen versus the DC universe. Uh, so, it's written by Jeff Johns, art by Gary Frank. Uh, It's been taking forever to come out, which is uh, in keeping with Watchmen. People often forget that Watchmen uh, was quite delayed near the end of its release. Um, uh, But I digress. Uh, and it's, it's been getting sort of mixed reviews I for one have been liking the story Other people uh, are a bit down on it Some say it's trying too hard to be Watchmen Other people say it's not Watchmen-esque enough uh, I kind of like it in its tone Because while it's being half Watchmen It's also half being a superhero story set in the DC Universe Uh, But uh, it is a sequel to Watchmen. It takes place after the first story. And it is the characters basically coming across into the DC universe where uh, Dr. Manhattan has actually been inhabiting for quite a few years and seems to be having a bit of an effect on the world. And it's hinted that he's actually the one responsible for the post- Uh, Flashpoint universe and was the one that stole the missing years away when they went kind of from being a 15-year continuous timeline uh, with DC, as you know, the sort of fluid hyper time, uh, to being five years. And so you've had characters like Um. the original Wally West returning and he's saying, I've got all these memories of the universe before, but it's not the case, but... Uh, something's going on here, or Superman remembering his parents being alive and dead at similar points in his history, and it's all Mm. combining back to Dr. Manhattan. Mm. Uh,
0: But Isn't it crazy that all of this is because 30 years ago they were like, you know what, we need to do something to make this all simpler? (laughs) Yeah.
1: It is uh, (laughs) – often the case with many things. The moment you try to ground something can make it more realistic, then (laughs) it all sorts of – because eventually you get someone who's like, you know what I really like is Crypto the Dog. Let's just bring back Crypto <laughs> the Dog, right. yeah. and we'll chuck him in. And then there's people That's like, "Oh, right. Crypto's great," but there's other people like, "That's what we did this for is to get rid of things like Streaky the Wonder Horse and the Wonder Twins <laughs> and Ambush Bug, and but they all come back eventually. All come it all back. Comes back. It's embrace yeah. the camp.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So. The DC Essentials line is the latest, you know, new standard scale of DC collectibles action figures. Uh, what are we call? Are these seven inch? Yeah. Go back to previous episodes if you want to hear me rant and rave about DC Direct DC collectibles and their inability to p- pick, pick a scale and yep. stick to it. The but these are on the new DC Essentials box, as it were. There are three two-packs. I don't know. If there, are there going to be any more? Is this all of them? Or? I think this is
1: all that's been announced at this okay. stage, and I don't know if they have sold as well as what might have been oh. hoped for. So okay. I, I'm not holding my breath expecting uh, any more. And really this is all the characters you would kind of want from this line because anything else would be um, – Kind of just the DC figures anyway, which we're getting. Uh, there's no na- the there's re- no
0: night owl in Tuesday Clock.
1: No, well, that's as of this point, we have not seen Night Owl or Silk Spectre, so we're about just oh. past the halfway point in the story. But uh, hmm. they've been referred to, but yeah, not seen. no, okay, no sure.
0: so which of these? do you recall, came out first? Well, I
1: think uh, it, was- it was the Dr. Manhattan, not Ozymandias. Yes,
0: cool. And you, I have that set, uh, and I don't believe you've got yours yet. Is that right? No, okay, I do cool. not. so I will speak to these. So first of all, packaging-wise, these are in uh, standard like a standardized packaging for all three, uh, very watchmany colors with the Doomsday Clock uh, stuff written on it, and the this first pack, the Ozymandias, the most accessory light uh, pack, as in there are none. The they come in a single tray with a terrible combination of twist ties and like rubber bandy things which make them not the easiest thing to take apart. And uh, when you then open them, you've got uh, Dr. Manhattan with no clothes and Ozymandias with lots of clothes, so it all kind of balances itself out. Um, the the If I start with Dr. Manhattan first, look, the, the articulation on these uh, bucks is really not bad. And you see it in its fullest here of all the figures because he's naked and he's blue, and so you can the the musculature is really nice. The head sculpt is um, great. Uh, He comes with a you know pointy cosmic powers hand and a fist, (laughs) so punch things and you know point and do no more meat. want this all all at the same time um the but yeah the you're you're, oh and and the and the bare feet of course uh interestingly i mean i'm not i'm not 100 sure but uh i mean he's definitely cast in the in the blue but i'm not sure if the head not yeah no i think he's all cast in the blue and then modest is uh very muscly not mountains to say uh Ozymandias has got quite a lot of uh, detail. So, I mean, not having read Doomsday Clock, I'm assuming from these figures that the characters from the series are still kind of in their same get ups.
1: Uh, Yeah, so um, Ozymandias uh, isn't always, but there has been a a moment or two where he has worn uh, this get up. But he, I think, has been mainly in a suit for the most of the. Okay. Uh, story
0: in the story are his ankles so flimsy that he cannot stand up uh yeah that's the main running theme of the okay, story cool. well, is well, the his uh figures. yeah,
1: yeah he's, he's he's going for rocket red's power suit so he can stand oh, up that's that's the main stand yep
0: okay that's i get it now spoilers um yeah so <laughs> this is, that, that this... is I'm,
1: I'm lying just in case i that, that was a lie
0: Oh Eddie. Do not
1: do not do not at me.
0: That, I, I <laughs> that. do not at me. <laughs> Look, so this is a beautifully, beautifully sculpted figure. The 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 cape and the uh like his get up is fantastic. Really awesome head sculpt uh as well. The the watchman and, and if you remember, Rorschach was in my, which we'll get to in a moment, was mentioned in my 28th. Um, and because we, we have ever had awesome Watchmen figures, the DC Direct ones that uh, they did of the movie, which, you know, are pretty comic accurate, um, but they're still not, the, the figures were not awesome in in themselves, except for maybe Silk Spectre. Um, this is definitely a sculpt improvement. Um but he is really top-heavy, um, and then mine, which, look, I'm going to have to spend a, a lot of time trying to work out a workable pose, and delightfully, he has no foot pegs. So uh, so at the moment, uh, I have not been able to actually get um, because my leg joints are super, oh, not the knees, but the ankle joints in particular, and then the hips are both super loose, and so... Once once you try and pose him he just starts wobbling. So that is a drawback of this guy. And I'm probably gonna to have to do the old freezer trick to try and tighten these joints up. And Before then
1: see. ye look upon my ankle pivot in despair.
0: Seriously, his left ankle is so – I don't know. I mean, it's sometimes you have to kind of fiddle with them until you just kind of find the right. That's So beautifully, beautifully sculpted figure. If I could get him to stand up, I think I'd really quite like him.
1: Any questions or comments? No, I do like him. I do need to pick them up to complete the set. I just – well, to kind of jump into the other two at the same time. Oh, hold on. Wait. Uh,
0: Don't breathe hard. Oh. Wait, nobody move. Stop. Hey, you you still driving. Stop. Okay. Oh,
1: that, that sounded like you fell.
0: No, that was, that was something else. Uh, I'm about to move. Oh, no. Yay. Okay, there you go. I take back 20% of my complaining.
1: Uh, so to also start discussing the other two uh, figures at the same time, uh, I was very lucky with these other two sets that I got them at a very good price. Uh, because a, a retailer that I go to uh, had some uh, that were very badly damaged when they were shipped, uh, so as the, in the
0: boxes or the yeah the, the okay.
1: um, packaging uh, got a bit crushed. So I was able to pick up uh, both of these sets for uh, the cost of a single figure rather than oh, a two pack, nice. and I think that sort of harmed me picking up. That original set because it's like oh well I only paid you know thirty (laughs) dollars for each of these other two packs so to pay um, you know sixty or seventy for these two and they're kind of the two that I want uh, the least because the main ones I was after was uh, mime and marionette Um, so it was like oh this one's a bit of a harder sell but now I've got the other two I should do it just to complete it.
0: Yeah, it's funny because I got these last as well. Like the, I think, and I wonder. Oh, Ozymandias just fell over. Um, the, the whether it was a smart thing to bring these guys out first because I did kind of look at them and go, oh, "Yeah, I don't need that." Whereas once I saw uh, Rorschach that I was like, "Oh." Um, and like I said, Ozymandias just is actually once he can stand up, he's great. And when, what do you do to make *Doctor Manhattan* an interesting action? Well, because you could you could do a film accurate one. With all the nude bits. Well, yes.
1: Which he does have in Densei Quark. I was surprised
0: to... Uh, um, oh, sorry, I don't know if any of that recorded, but Syria and I just had a... Mis- I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> as it...
1: <laughs> as now your search history have rude bits bringing up? Yeah! <laughs> now searching, rude bits. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm going to get a bunch of... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so which... And then, who was next? Was it...
1: Uh, so next was Rorschach and Mime. Uh, uh,
0: now explain Mime and Marionette to me. because
1: So Mime and Marionette are actually, I think, really clever. So uh, for anyone who knows their history of Watchmen, uh, what Alan Moore had originally pitched was for the Charlton comic characters of The Question and Captain Adam and, uh, you know, Lawmaster and those ones. Uh, and so there were some Charlton characters that Alan Moore didn't get around to using, the biggest of two being Punch and Judy. So, uh, Mime and Marionette are basically the Watchmen universe version of Punch and Judy, uh, which was a very nice introduction by Jeff Johns. And these two are easily the standout characters of the series, uh, obviously, because they don't have as much fan connection to the original series that's held up so high on a pedestal and is the holy cow and can't be uh, touched. Uh, Jeff Johns, sa- the writer, sa- has sacred cow. Uh, sacred cow, uh, man, I love you, Eddie. A, <laughs> well, I was tying it back to DC with holy cow, Batman. <laughs> See, my jokes are as layered as Alan Moore's writing. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> Don't at me. So so these guys have been like the fan favourite characters They are uh, villains They uh, end up teaming up with the Joker And do some horrific things Uh, The big mystery at the moment Is that uh, Mime seems to be another superpower Which in the Watchmen universe uh, Only Doctor Manhattan uh, had superpowers But Mime if he does like the action as if he's firing a gun, uh, people get shot. Uh, or if he and you know acts like he's swinging a hammer, uh, someone gets his head bludgeoned in. Uh, so he is a little bit of a mystery at this point. It's sort of teased out in the beginning that he's just crazy, uh, but then people actually do start dying when he. And shoots his sort of finger guns at people so uh that that's one of the bigger uh mysteries that's still uh coming out of the series uh, and he doesn't talk at all as obviously uh with his name being mine uh whereas marionette uses grot wire to uh, <laughs> sort of slit people's throats and kill people and uh they have a lovely sort of romance going on that's uh, obviously reminiscent of Joker in Harley, but also like natural born killers or mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of those uh, type of really crazy ones. So they're really interesting characters uh, to follow through.
0: Cool. So Mime came in the Rorschach set, yeah. uh, no no accessories. For obvious reasons. For obvious reasons, because he doesn't need them. He just acts the man. Yeah. Now Rorschach
1: is probably the interesting one because this is a brand new character as well. Uh, Because if, uh, spoiler alert for the original Watchmen series, uh, Walter Kovac did not make it out of that book. Uh, So one of the big mysteries of Doomsday Clock is who is uh, the new Rorschach? Uh, which, uh, although I've given away certain little things this series, I'm actually not going to say who this guy is. Thank Um, you. Other than uh, a very minor tease that was in uh, the very first issue and is in this uh, action figure set, you might notice he comes with African-American hands. Uh, So that is the one uh, clue to his identity. Uh, Toy Spoilers. Yeah, toilers. So this isn't the original uh, Rorschach, but it's pretty much identical to his costume. So uh, if you were to pick this up and use this as your Rorschach on your shelf, no one would be able to tell the difference unless they knew knew. new. So he's perfectly
0: fine. I thought the brown hands were just another glove option.
1: No, they're his bare hands. He takes them off to eat pancakes where
0: and you know what now that i'm looking at them i can see that they are not closed they've got well i'll be that's so cool
1: yeah so it's a uh new new character as well so this is the only set where you're getting two new uh characters there's no one from the original watchman uh in this set which is part of why I. <laughs> changed it uh, <laughs> at the beginning. Uh, Scotty originally had Watchmen sets, and I was like, "No, no, no! I've got to be a nerd here." It's Doomsday Clock.
0: But yeah, he also anyway.
1: Yeah, and he does come with his uh, classic uh, Rorschach grappling gun uh, as well, which uh, we've seen in a couple of different forms. You mentioned like the DC Direct and the um, Matty Collector one, but this is probably my favorite version. That they've done, you've got sort of a little wire trip underneath, and just looks like it's come right off the page. So uh, I do like that. But my favourite accessory is his hat. Mm. The way the hat fits on him is just amazing. Like you don't get any of that big hatness sort of out of a rubber hat. You do get with other figures. Yeah. It just really works well. I, I really love the way that the hat goes on him.
0: There's just so much about this figure to like, and I think that the it's great to see with the essentials line as well. The, the sculpting and, you know, getting things like a trench coat, etc. all helps later on the, but then the trouser pants as well. Uh, there's really some lovely, there's, you know, drapery and the, like his pants are kind of almost a tiny bit too long. So they bunch up over his, like it's, uh, there's a lot of lovely sculpting uh, that has gone in, and that's that's why I loved it so much. And I love the hat as well, the hands. Um, my my Rorschach has a oh no, he's yeah, a few of these are a little mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fairly tight, fairly tight, yeah,
1: that's fair. And tight. then
0: the last set, and this is actually this is the one that I blame Ethan from were uh, because the i was a bit like oh and then in fact this is the first set that i bought because this is comedian and marionette and he was like look at marionette like she's actually that's not sculpted she's got stockings and i was like oh you told me that earlier i would have bought it right away stockings (laughs) (laughs) but this is a really cool figure
1: Yeah, so she was one I actually thought the same in all the images, and when I first glanced at her in packaging, I thought it was just a print on her leg to get that stocking effect, but Mm. yeah, it's actual material laid over there, and I mean, if you do look at the back of the legs, you do see the seam uh, running down, but it's not as horrendous as I've seen on other figures in the past. No, no, no. DC collectibles sort of fishnets where there was a big thick seam <laughs>
0: um
1: pointing out almost like a mattress tag uh, <laughs> coming out the back whereas this is it's it is just like a basic seam but uh front on it just looks amazing and you still get the articulation out of it um it does have a little bit of stretchiness to it i probably wouldn't want to leave her in a bent knee pose for constantly it would probably no. stretch it out but um you can get some articulation over these knees as well
0: now we haven't seen a female figure in the dc essentials line yet there's the first ones are coming out in the next wave with harley and batgirl the so it's hard to tell if this is the this is the buck or what if it is i i may have issues uh because from a the like the her weird skirt thing does distort the shape a little bit, but like she's got a really very, very thin waist, which then makes her hips and look wide and the skirt then accentuates that. But her, um, hip joints are like, if, if you didn't have the skirt covering it up, it would not be a very good looking thing. So, I'm going to be really interested to see the Harley and Batgirl now and see what the, the DC Essentials female figures for yeah. sure. Love the head sculpt. I think the head sculpt is... Yeah.
1: They've like- re- really done that well, just both with the paintwork and the actual sculpt work uh, itself. There's a lot of character coming through in what is essentially a blank stare.
0: <laughs> I'm having a look at the... Batgirl now, and it looks like the bust piece is different, but the crotch doesn't look amazing.
1: Yeah. One thing I do, I gotta say, is as much as I don't like aesthetically her um, sort of upper torso joint, you do get a wide range of motion out of it. Like she is very articulated there. It seems like there's a ball, two, even probably two ball joints in there that allow it to get a huge amount of swine going on.
0: Well, okay. So I've just seen, uh, oh, okay. So I've just had a look at the, some Google images of Batgirl and Harley. And what I can see here is that it's got like the side articulation. Like, so she could do the splits, you know, kind of, um, you know, that does not look great on a no skirt. Mm. Okay. Well, time will tell. We'll see. We'll see how we go. Uh, the but look I you know the, these are really nicely done, and then comedian, of course, is the last of these if you haven't watched by yet
1: yeah, now he was the one that kind of put me off this line a bit when I first sort of had a look at it. Uh, he came across a lot really sort of bland mm. um, in uh, the sort of solicitations and uh, all that, but now having him in hand, you can sort of see a lot of the finer details, such as uh, where his shirt sort of seams together through at the back or pieces like that.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like the head sculpt really s- sticks the landing. There's, I don't know if it's the sculpt or the paint uh, on him, but there's something that he looks a little bit more like a, you know, mild mannered. Account than the kind of wackadoo comedian that expect.
1: Yeah, and this is something I I don't want to give away too much, uh, in but there might be a a little bit of a story reason uh for oh, okay. why his character has um the kind of face that he does, um. But yeah, it's it. But even that said. Um, when it comes to the comedian's face, I, I would expect, you know, I give him a bit of a grimace or, uh, something like that. It's just such a neutral face, uh, for a character that was fairly expressive, uh, both in the original and in the new,
0: you know, I'm looking at the hip joints now on the male characters and they're kind of the same idea. So I guess that is in keeping with the the line, but it's definitely not my favorite bit of I don't feel like it's essential. Um, comedian comes with his two guns, um, so Roshak gets the most accessories out of the the bunch. He's got the swap out hands and the grappling gun. The I feel like for two packs that you know, I I would have I would have liked some hand options. So because you know, Ozimandius is two fist, Mime fist, and a looks like a holding thing. The
1: but then this even the essentials line really has been fairly light on when it comes to accessories. It does seem to be something that they they are cutting out.
0: Yeah. Look, I mean, I, one of the reasons why I I decided to get these was that I, because I've kind of done some rearranging and consolidating, I have got a little bit of display space for some figures and I've decided I'm going to have a go at displaying the essentials just so I can kind of enjoy them a bit more. And these guys obviously then add, you know to that i think if it didn't have the the marionette and mime one it mightn't have been as much of a lock for me but the ozymandias is a really great figure you know it's a like in terms of the the extras that have been done there i think you know he and rorschach have got the most bespoke molding done and now that my ozymandias can actually stand up i'm really enjoying him
1: Mm. so i actually think i i think Rorschach's the standout figure, but for me, and this is me not having a third of them, uh, but the mime is probably my surprise and second place uh, winner for favorite. I just feel like they've captured this character really well. He's very basic. You don't need a lot uh, to him. I mean, it's really only his head and his feet that I'm assuming have uh, new sculpting going on. Uh, Everything else they've probably taken from something, but uh, just the colour work and that, and particularly the face paint that they've done with his brown eyes underneath, um, it just really has the character popping out, and uh, you can really fudge it not giving him any accessories because that's (laughs) what his character is.
0: Well, you could say he comes with everything.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, literally his whole (laughs) accessory
0: Very good. Well, I'm glad that we got a chance to give these a little bit of attention because I do think that they are definitely worth having a look at. Whether you're a fan of this series or a Watchmen fan or a DC action figure fan, always keen for figures of characters that haven't had a figure before, which we're getting here in more than two characters by the sound of it. And... Coolio. Now, I I have not been organized with uh, feedback for this episode, so I will just close off by saying please do give us feedback. We do like reading it, and we do get organized and read it out on the show. You can uh, email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. You can Go to our Facebook page or our new awesome Facebook community, and uh, share your thoughts there. And of course, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, thanks to our lovely Instagram page manager Luke, and we oh and Twitter at AF Blues, and we would love to hear from you.
1: Yeah, and I I really do um I, I've sort of expressed it on the last couple of shows but the uh Action Figure Blues community page that we have going up on uh Facebook now has just been tremendously fun. Uh, I you know I, I don't want to put words in Scotty's mouth but uh me, you and Ben and a few others have belonged to a lot of different action figure uh groups on social media and that and this is one that uh, seems to have really embraced just the eclectic nature of uh, the hobby. Like, I mean, there's a lot of groups where it's like, oh, here's the Marvel Legends collectors, here's the Transformers collectors, here's the Rainbow Bright collectors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's ones that is just like, oh, where every action figure one here in this location but uh, a lot of them do end up being like here's what I'm selling here's mm-hmm. uh if anyone needs to grab this or that and this is just people going like you know what I got this figure out of the basket today and i'm just looking at that and he's on my desk so here's a photo of mm. him on my desk and mm. then someone else chimes in and is like oh yeah i actually remember buying mad mighty max's when i was the one oh that was cool da, 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 da. and it's just really become about that side of the hobby just really geeking out over each other's collections so and some wonderful customs that have been put up there uh, of people working on those That uh, has inspired a lot of uh, conversations and yeah. uh, just even weird little questions like today, we're talking about what was our favorite uh, action figure lines from like pre 1995 and things like that. So, if you do enjoy uh, some nice, eclectic toy banter, I do highly encourage uh, dropping in and checking that out because uh, if you do, you're already missing out on some great conversations.
0: There, it's been fantastic. It's great to meet some new people and also get to know some of the people that we know you know, have enjoyed interacting with the show in a more uh, detailed way. And it's as eclectic as we are, So, which is great because, you know, one of the things I think that – and we've had quite a bit of feedback over the years where people have said, you know, I've I've developed an interest in or started collecting things that I would never have thought of before because I'm listening and we're definitely not, you know, one track in terms of what we – talk about and i think that's a real strength. Um it couldn't be an expensive strength but, yeah. but i i actually nearly bought a dragon ball z uh, cuz i saw the 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 son goku uh the little luck one i don't know they're all the same. Um but <laughs> the the one that was one of adam's choices for figure of the year and yeah. i was like oh that that looks so cool and then i was like wait stop what are you doing? You can't fall down this rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Well, that, that's that's so something
1: I share. If you do have a theatre that's playing Dragon Ball Super Broly movie, uh, hi there to the theatre because it was a probably my favourite movie experience of 2019 uh, this year, which is only between that and Glass. But uh, still, uh, uh, I I did enjoy uh, it more uh, than Glass. It was a uh, a fun fun movie that uh, is. Doing much better than expected, and my theater was completely sold out and packed with uh, Dragon Ball fans of all ages, and that's always a nice experience to go to a big uh, geek out
0: screening uh, with fellow fans. So Uh, yeah, so it's something you know. The I mean, I don't want to give too much airtime to um, the Bill Ma stuff, but his whole thing, you know, in response to Stanley and uh, just basically attacking people that like comics which is so um just kind of so out of step with i think where we are right now which is that it's it's cool to to like stuff and in and enjoy stuff and being able to you know be a grown up and go to a you know like a, a comic book movie or a animated movie or whatever it's um uh yeah
1: Yeah, but I I always think, remember in, like, 97 where they're like, oh, Batman and Robin flopped of superhero movies, sort of done their dust, Mm -hmm. and then it's like, oh, okay, Daredevil didn't do as well as what we thought after X-Men and Spider-Man. I think superhero movies might be done and down and, oh, this, you know – this one didn't do so well. Ghost Rider wasn't that crash hot. Are we done with superhero movies that are down? Oh, Justice League didn't do as well as what we thought it was going to do. Is this the end of superhero movies? Are they done and down? Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, everyone keeps saying there's more and more fatigue and the films just keep getting bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger. Aqu- August, Aquaman's yeah, Aquaman's
0: the biggest DC movie of all time. Lockyer. Yeah, Move Over it's Batman. A- yeah. yeah.
1: Can, can we know. actually point out, I, I want to say when this show would have started back in 2012 or whatever, like really how many people were that big of Captain America fans or Aquaman fans or Deadpool fans? And
0: mm-hmm.
1: like look at the box office today. I Look, not saying that there's a correlation, but – the characters well, we talk the most about here
0: it's kind of seem to have yeah. the
1: biggest audience now. And, mm. you know, I I I think Hollywood owes us a bit of thanks, really.
0: Mm. You know, look, I, the, the, the Aquaman movie is thanks. And maybe, maybe a little market share. There, but, yeah. Well, yeah. As long as they
1: don't do to you what they did with my Deadpool and I then had to go see a PG rated cut that was just the exact same film re-edited and then buy the blu-ray of it when they released it a month later <laughs> but it's probably because i brought the tickets and brought the blu-ray that they do keep doing
0: stuff like that because where, where did you take them to
1: to the counter for purchase
0: very good yeah and on that note we're out of here and uh we won't come back until we've learned Eddie something Me found which English? means That's this impossible. is the last episode of the show goodbye everyone. <laughs> <laughs> love you man no good journey Good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nate Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Max Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening! Here on the show or not and then also the D- dc core line of pv stitch pvcc statue oh my God. <laughs> pv pvc pv pb pb statues the end thank you for listening everyone